So on part two of our Heroes Con Show Me Comic Cast, we uh we have a little game. This game was inspired by our number one fan, Barbara Ikes, who got me into all the uh, smoking and drinking in my life. <laughs> and also loves the comic. Uh, but this game is basically uh, a drinking game. So open your favorite beverage. Everybody uh, loves pref- a drinking game. Preferably alcoholic. And uh, every time you hear Sam start to interview someone and drop a curse word, <laughs> what should you do, Tim? You should take a drink. If you want to prepare your drink, whenever Sam starts to mention Wizard World, Doctor <laughs> Who, anything like that, that's your key. And on that note, here we go. Saison 2, episode 2-3. It's the hero's journey of comics. Is this the adventure you've planned for me? Braving the winding road of geek. I didn't come here to tell you how this is going to end. I came here to tell you how it's going to begin. Sharing our advice. We believe that his example could inspire. People need dramatic examples to shake them out of apathy. And exposing our mistakes. This is all going to end badly. Everybody has an agenda. Welcome to the Show Me Comic Cast. Welcome to the Show Me Comic Cast. I'm Tim Pickerel, digital media producer for Show Me Comics. And I'm Jordan Taylor, and I've got the car version of Jet Lag, <laughs> which I guess would be Car Lag. Uh, that's because we went on a, an extreme trip to Charlotte, North Carolina. You probably heard about it in our last episode. Well, guess what? Our adventures were so crazy and so awesome that we had to split it into two episodes. What do you think about that, Tim? I think that's fine. That's less talking for me to do. And That's right. So uh, what we wanted to do was first start out... Uh, Sam kind of had an idea where, based on our interviews from last episode, he also wanted to interview people that were not a part of the comic book world. So we're going to start out with those uh, non-comic book world interviews, and then we'll transition into our final uh, interviews with comics creators, which, trust me, you want to hang around for it because we have excellent, excellent guests uh, that we did impromptu interviews with that just give us great insight into what's going on. Uh, We had some fellow podcasters. We had some great artists. We had some new up-and-comers. The whole nine yards. So just make sure you tune into the whole episode because you are going to get everything. It is going to be like Neapolitan ice cream, Mm -hmm. only in a good way, not what we ripped on our X-Men episode. (laughs) So stay tuned, and uh, guess what? What's that? Here we go. All right, so what I need, what's your name? Leanna. All right, I'm here with Leanna and... Taisha. And Taisha. Now, they are they are not with the comic book convention. They're not here as, like, comic... Well, they might be comic book fans, I don't know. But what I want to do is get, like, a... Uh, kind of from your viewpoint of what you think of some of the people that are at the convention, some of the people that are dressed up, and just what, you, what your feelings are of some of the people that have come in for this artist uh, rally. They are amazing. They're awesome. They work in the industry. I love it. Oh, really? What do you think? I think it's craziness, but I like it. I make good money. Oh, hey, hey. No, of course, I'd love them, too. But, uh, I mean, has there been anything... It's a fun group of people. Has there been anything uh, behavior-wise, though, that's freaked you out or maybe spooked you a little bit? No, not really. Nothing yet? Well, you haven't had any of the people dressed up, though, in here. Yes, we have. Oh, oh, yeah, what'd you see? What kind of people? Because I saw a dude dressed up like Wonder Woman earlier. Me too. 
would you guys, I mean, does that inspire you to maybe one day, hey, I want to go try that? Or does it kind of go, ah, maybe that's not my world? Not my world. Not your world. What about you? Yeah, it's not my style. Which is funny. You but actually, it's fun to you kind of look like the character in our book. What character? What, what's, uh, what's your background? What's your ethnic background? I'm half Korean, half white. Get out of here. Our character's half Japanese, half Italian. She's called Hafu. What's the character? What does she, she do? Oh, she's this, she's like, it's like ninjas meet Goodfellas. Ninjas meet the Godfather. It's really crazy. Character. You're the second half Korean girl that we've met. Oh, really? One of them bought our book earlier, yeah. Nice. <laughs> so, if we get a copy, I'll have to bring it for you, but hey. You girls should stop by the convention tomorrow. It's the last day. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I'll be here. You'll be here. All right, so if you can just give me your first name, you don't have to give the last name or anything. We'll keep it kind of anonymous. But just introduce yourself, and uh, I'll kind of keep it. I'll, I'll roll it from there. My name is Mary. All right, Mary. And where are you from? I'm from Oregon. From Oregon. All right, another person from out of town. All right, so... Um, we're here, we're at the after party where the comic book convention is going on. Now, we've established that actually you don't have anything to do with the comic book world. You're just kind of a person that's here for a wedding. You're a bystander that happened to look in. And I would like to hear just a, a little bit of your thoughts on uh, some of the people that you've seen from the comic book world. Maybe some of the people that dress up or uh, your views on uh, the impression that they're making. Well, I think it's very cool. They're very passionate about what they follow. I mean, the comic book world is definitely something that's far removed from what I'm from. But at the same time, I think it's really cool that people are very passionate about it. Um, I have family who's very interested in the comic book world as well as other like artistic things. And I just think it's cool that people follow their passion and you know they're willing to follow it here to see what it's like. Now, I want to state this that I did tell her before the interview to not hold back to say how she honestly feels. And that's awesome because, how old are you? I'm 24. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit older than you. And whenever I was a kid, this stuff was not accepted at all. It, if I would have told people like that I'm into comic books or I went to these conventions where people dress up, the average person would have just like laughed in my face. So the fact that I can go up to a group of girls and your, your idea isn't that this is creepy, this is weird. Like you say, hey, it's cool. They follow their passion. That's awesome to hear. And I'm sure that's encouraging for a lot of the people that are also in the comic book world. Anything else you'd like to add to that? I don't know. I just think that people should definitely follow their passion. I don't think they should worry about what the social norms are. I mean, I'm from Oregon, and I realize that mm. there are a lot of different people who believe in a lot of different things, but I think that you should definitely follow what you believe in, and if you're interested in something, I mean, why not go after it? Awesome. That is great to hear from somebody in the normal world. I appreciate it. And, uh, all right, go ahead and uh, give me your name. My name's Tony Menzies. And Tony, what are you actually here at the uh, at the hotel for? Well, I'm here for a wedding. All right. Now, I'm sure you've seen some of the people from the convention, yeah, some of the people from the comic book world that are that are walking around here. I'd just like to see kind of what your impression of these people are. I'm freaking out. I just saw a bunch of people. I saw Superman. I saw Catwoman, and my mind is blown. I came here for a wedding, and I did not expect to see this. Was there anything you saw that really creeped you out or made you feel weird? I saw the Joker doing some weird stuff to Catwoman, and I don't know if I'll ever be the same after that. So, I mean, seeing this, does this ever make you want to possibly uh, get into a costume or go to a comic book convention? Well, if Catwoman's going to be here next year, I'll come back just to try to swoop her off her feet. Will you be wearing your Batman ears? I'll figure something out that her swoop her off her feet. Maybe Batman ears will do it. All right, Tony, thanks a lot, man. Thank you. All right, so you heard Sam interviewing a lot of different people that were outside the comic world. 
Um, what's funny is while Sam was doing that, I kind of had an opportunity to sneak away, which you don't know about me, or you may if you've listened to the show for a while, is that I'm a secret dirty smoker. Uh, I like to light things on fire, especially tobacco leaves, and then smoke them. Um, so what I decided to do was find a kind of a smoking lounge, you know, where I could find like cigar aficionados, those kind of people. So I snuck away, uh, and I found a, a basement type room in Charlotte where people were smoking cigars. I, I dropped a lot of money on a cigar, even though a cigarette would have been fine to me, but I was just in for that smoking environment. I don't know. I hadn't had it for a long time. We had a long drive. I don't <laughs> smoke in the car. I was fiending. All right, I was fiending. I understand. So uh, I went to the cigar lounge, and I ran into a great interview for a non-comic book world fan and uh, actually a little bit of a celebrity. Oh, Interesting. It, it was pretty neat. It was Adam Carolla. Oh. So right now, as I was smoking my cigar, here's the interview I was able to get with Adam Carolla. Hey, uh, Adam Carolla. My name is Jordan Taylor. Nice to nice to see you at HeroesCon. Hey, man. So you, you're attending HeroesCon. Are you, you know, kind of a comic books fan? Danica. Well, I got some, uh, we've been asking some people actually tonight some questions about HeroesCon and how it compares to other conventions. Um, you know, we're from St. Louis, so what we primarily deal with is our big con is Wizard World. <laughs> um, so what I was wondering is, you know, since you're here at HeroesCon, how do you feel about the difference between HeroesCon being primarily artist-focused and uh, Wizard World, what they try to do by bringing in, like, D-list celebrities, you know, Ralph Macchio, who hasn't done anything since The Karate Kid, you know, the, the guy that played the Green Ranger, or any of the spoiled kids from Harry Potter that weren't the main stars. Uh, why do you think they get so much attention in the comic book convention world? We are empowering, we're now dealing with the first wave of participation trophy uh, I, my, my own fecal matter doesn't stink. Empowered. I feel so fucking good about myself. Um, everybody's a winner. There's no losers. We are dealing with the first wave of those fucking assholes. That's who we're dealing with now. All right, so what I'm curious about, though, Adam, from your point of view, is if Ralph Macchio et al. are such a bunch of bottom feeders, is like how... Did they weasel their way into the comic book world and start to take over half of comic book conventions, you know? I mean, yeah. what? why did they feel like they could come in and steal half the show from comic book creators? We created a bunch of f***ing self-entitled monsters. And this has become the pursuit of my life, where people are so far out of it and what they expect and what they think realistic is and what the, the set of rules that pertains to them versus the other guys, because that's what the bottom line is. Yeah, so you mentioned rules and uh, how it applies differently to these faux celebrities versus comic creators who should be getting the limelight, um, and they feel like the rules apply differently to them, so... Are these two worlds that, you know, should remain separate? Because that's what I'm getting, and, and that's what I've gotten from Heroes Con, is that when you separate and you skim those faux celebrities off, you know, let them do their own convention where people buy tickets uh, just to get signings and autographs uh, and, and leave it separate from uh, the world of comic books. It, 
it really seems like a, a cross-pollination that's been sponsored by Monsanto, you know what I mean? Are the, is it two separate cultures that can't coexist? I mean, kind of, can you comment on that? We think it's about, you know, a, a cultures, it's, it's one culture can't live next to another culture that's thriving without getting pissed off, envious, resentful. You then get shamed, and when you get shamed, there's two things you can do with shame. You can be shamed and go, I better get my shit together. Or you can be shamed and go, I'm going to tear that guy's down. And that's where we're at now. When you feel that shame, get your shit together. Leave my shit alone. So, well, well put. Uh, I think that's where we're at with Heroes Con. And I think uh, that's what we basically said was, hey, Ralph Macchio et al., uh, leave our shit alone. We're here to do comic books. So, hey, Adam, hey, thanks a lot. Nice to meet you. Uh, it was great talking to you. Thank you. Um, I don't know if he's the ringleader, but do you have any last words for Ralph Macchio? Ass douche. So you heard all the non-comic books folks, including Adam Carolla. Big thanks to Adam uh, on our, our, our trip. Um, but we did interview a lot of professionals uh, that were in the industry, which gave great advice, great insight, and we want to transition to that now. Um, actually, I was out of beer when I was in the Westin Hotel, and I sat there, and it was a mob around these bartenders. I mean, these bartenders were like heroes marching out on a field to try to <laughs> serve drinks to a you know, a thriving mob full of people. Heroes that weren't in costume. Yeah, and weren't a part of Heroes Con either. But they were the bartenders of Heroes Con, so they deserve respect. Um, however, the the throngs of zombie-like Walking Dead fans that were just, drinks, drinks, <laughs> drinks. They were going towards the bar, and all I wanted was a refill on my beer. When I saw the massive throngs of zombie-like people, I'm like, I'm going to cash out my tab. There's no way if I come back it's going to be anything less than 20 minutes to just even get served. Mm -hmm. And I was sitting there, and this little uh, mousy girl comes up next to me, so innocent and so like, hey, have you got served? And I'm like, nah, good luck, you know. Um, I haven't got served. And she's like, well, I'm trying to get a whiskey. So we started talking, and I said, you know, what's your name? And her name was Sage Coffee. We were both trying to get a drink, and uh, it, it was very hard. In the meantime, while we were waiting, Sam came up with the iPhone, and he's like, hey, mind if I interview you? Uh, so we're both, when she's talking, we're both trying to get served at a bar that is full of, like, 100 or 200 people. <laughs> um, and so we're just mashed up against, like, olives and orange wedges and maraschino cherries in our face trying to get served uh, a little bit of alcohol and that's your setup for this next interview with sage car all right if you go and just state your name for me and tell me why you're at heroes current hi i'm sage coffee and uh i'm here to sell at artist alley and make a bunch of friends <laughs> awesome so how many comic book conventions do you uh do you attend annually or is this your first one um yearly i usually do around four or five yeah i do a charlotte minicon here too so uh you say you do four or five a year. How does Heroes Con uh, compare or contrast to some of the other bigger conventions you've been to? Uh, this is actually the biggest convention I go to. Yeah, uh, it's a lot. Uh, it's a lot bigger. It's a lot more artist focused uh, than fan focused. 
And uh, those are the kind of conventions I veer to. Like, um, Fluke is definitely a smaller example in Athens, Georgia. Um, and a lot of the artist-oriented conventions are a lot smaller, but this is definitely the biggest one I've seen by far. Yeah, now, with us being from St. Louis, the big one that we get every year is Wizard World. Uh-huh. And it's been there for two years. The first one, we were just spectators. Have you seen them live? The, uh, the, the, the second one, the one this year, we were actually there at Exhibitors, but a big difference that we noticed between like a Wizard World or a Comic Con compared to Heroes Con was that at Wizard World, for every one person that knew comic books, ten of them didn't have a f-ing clue what comic books were, but they were there for Doctor Who or to get Matt Smith's autograph yeah. or to see a celebrity. Is that something you've noticed in cons yet, or the ones you've been to still been small enough that this is on a different scale? Um, I, d- I definitely say there's a big jump because here, since it's so comics-oriented and so artist-oriented, you get a lot tighter-knit crew that understand comics better, whereas like in bigger conventions like Wizard World conventions and especially conventions like Dragon Con, it's a much wider variety of media. Right. How have you done as far as uh, like your product uh, sales-wise, how have you done with pushing your, your product onto people? Um, I've actually done pretty well. Uh, uh, I've sold a lot more minis than I have prints and stickers, uh, which is which is actually really nice because it shows an interest in comics rather than just a singular illustration. That's been an awesome thing for us is it's like, at the bigger conventions, we almost have to dumb it down and tell, this is what a comic book is, this is why you should buy it. We're here, it's been such an easier sale because they come in already knowing what comic books are. They understand how they work. Then it's just up to us to relay the story and what makes us different yeah. from like Spider-Man or something. And there's such an appreciation for the art of it too. I hand make all my minis and I die cut the covers and stuff like that. And they they open it up and they're like, oh my gosh, you know, you did this. I can't believe that. And so there's more appreciation for the art and the story rather than just the product. Totally. Well, to wrap it up real quick, would you like to throw the name out of a couple of your mini-comics so that we can plug them on the air? Oh, yeah. Um, one of them is called The Pun-isher. It's Marvel's Punisher character, but he kills people with puns. <laughs> um, Italian Crisis. Uh, two kids just trying to get some Italian ice. And uh, Several Cups Later, which is my sketchbook mini. And then do you have a Twitter or a Facebook page that you use often that you'd like to throw out there? Yes, um, Sage Coffee, S-A-G-E-C-O-F-F-E-Y. Search that and you'll get all me. <laughs> awesome. All right, well, thank you, Sage. All right, so I'm just going to have you to start off to state your name and then say what you were here at Con for, and then I'll get it going. Okay, my name is Siva Sabaha, and I'm here with my dad as an artist, and we are just displaying artwork and trying to make some extra money and just have fun. Awesome. How many conventions have you done so far? Um, I've been to small conventions like around like where I live in Georgia, but this is one of the bigger events that I've been to. Yeah. How does this compare to like have you done like Dragons Con or any like the really big ones? How does Heroes Con compare uh, to like a Dragons Con? I mean, it's still a lot of fun, like both, and it's like I don't know. You just still meet a lot of people, like everyone else. One of the things we have out in St. Louis is the only like big conventions we get is like Wizard World. I don't know if you've been to one of those yet, but the uh, the common theme we hear about Heroes Con and how it's different from a lot of the other ones is like at Wizard World when we're there, probably one person for every one person that knows comic books, the next ten only f- 
know Doctor Who and they have no idea. They're there for like the celebrities, the autographs, and what we find is that by the time they get to our table, they'll say, oh, well, I don't read comics, or I'm out of money because I spent $500 getting an autograph. Uh, have you found that because it seems more comic-centric and more people that are here for art, that that helps your business and your sales? I mean, there are... A lot of people have been avoiding our table and like the prints and stuff because they're only interested in the comics and like socializing on the other side, yeah. not in the artist alley. Yeah. Do you have an actual name for uh, like a little company name or like the, the banner for your booth? What's it called? Uh, Rast City Studios. Rast City Studios. All right. Well, I wish you the best of luck with that. We're Show Me Comics. Are you guys here all three days? Yeah, we are. All right. We'll have to stop by your booth and check out some of your work, but I wish you best of luck with all that, okay? Thank you. All right. Thank you for the interview. <laughs> So I'm back here at the uh, artist auction. I've got two people with me. Can you uh, tell me your names and just uh, what you're here for? Hi, I'm Tony Stark. I'm here just to have a good time. And uh, so far I have, so I consider it a success. Awesome. Um, I'm Bonnie. I'm here with Tony. I'm a cosplayer. And I'm just here to look at all the cool stuff they got and uh, cosplay a bit. All right, now Heroes Con's been around for a long time, I've heard. Is this, uh, how many years have you been coming to this particular con? This is actually my first time here because uh, my friend here, Bonnie, is from North Carolina and I actually didn't know about this con until she told me about it. So. Um, this is also my first Yeah, I just moved here and I, uh, I saw something about it and I was like, oh, hey, I could go to that. Now, Bonnie said that she's originally from St. Louis. How long have you been out of St. Louis? Um, about probably like three years now. Okay, so fairly recent. Yeah. Is Heroes Can the first like big comic book convention you've ever been to? No, um, I've actually been to uh, ASIN in Chicago, and then last year I started going to um, Dragon Con since I moved down here. Yeah, that, that's a common answer with this. As far as like the difference between Heroes Con and some of the other cons you've been to, anything that you've noticed that you say would contrast? Um. With, like, ASIN and, like, Dra uh, Dragon Con, there's a lot to do, like, outside of, like, the exhibitors hall. Well, like, this was just mainly, like, um, the artist alley, dealer's room, all that, like, common jazz with cons. As a, uh, as a cosplayer, uh, I kind of want your view on what exactly, uh, what is the mindset whenever you go to a convention? I mean, are you there more to just, hey, check me out, I want to see other cosplayers? Are you really that interested in looking at art? I'm not trying to presume anything, but just, just the view of a cosplayer. Well, it's mostly, it's kind of a 50-50 for me. I like dressing up. I like making the costume. I like showing it off. But I also like appreciating other costumes. I like getting to know people who cosplay, what they go through, what they do. And I like seeing the artists who inspire the costumes that I do. All right, that's awesome. I think that pretty much answered everything I need. All right, solid. No, yeah, I'm from the personal side. <laughs> I'll just have you go ahead and if you guys just introduce, just give a name and, and what you were at uh, Heroes Con for. Hi, I'm Matt Little. We're here at Heroes Con 2014. Uh, I am a podcaster and a panel moderator. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's that's what I'm doing here. This is a really great time. This is my second Heroes Con, and it's it's a really great show because it's all comics focused, and it's very it's medium sized but intimate at the same time. Everyone here is very friendly and very laid back. There's very much a southern hospitality attitudes surrounding not only the city but the show itself. Yeah, we noticed everybody here is real polite. 
polite, you know, just above everything else. Absolutely. Everyone here is incredibly polite, and they're very accommodating, too. They want to make sure that you're having a good time, which is incredible because what goes into producing something like a convention like this, there are so many moving parts. There's so many different people that you have to take care of. There are so many different uh, places that you have to be at once that you can very easily get into your own head and not know what's happening on the other end of the floor, let alone like what's happening in the room just beside you. And these guys do a really great job of staying on top of all of that and making sure that everyone from the top tier creators that are here all the way down to the the smallest fan feel not only welcome but appreciated. And that's really exciting and energizing as a fan to see. Yeah. Well, outside of like Heroes Con, you've got Dragons Con, Wizard World, San Diego Comic Con. There's many of these. How many of these conventions do you go to a year? How many do you actually participate in? Well, I live in Brooklyn, in New York. Like, there's another Brooklyn, I guess. Uh, and I go to New York Comic Con every year. This is the only other convention that I go to outside of there. I wish I could do more, but it's a financial situation for myself. I wish, my goodness, if I could find a way to be able to travel from convention to convention and convince them to let us moderate panels, I would do that everywhere. It's a lot of fun. And comparatively, especially with something like New York Comic Con, which has become the second biggest convention in the country, this is such a pleasant sea change where it's the same people but a completely different attitude. Sure, sure. Yeah, like where we're from, out there in St. Louis, the newest thing that we're getting that's reoccurring is the Wizard World. Yeah. We went there the first year as spectators. The second year we actually went as like exhibitors to show off our book. But the biggest difference between Heroes Con and that, and I'm not sure how this compares to the New York Comic Con, but at Wizard World, for every one comic book fan, there were 10 people who didn't have a clue about comic books. They were there to see Matt Smith. They were there to it's see the celebrity. Right, it's a huge just pop culture experience. Yes. But because of that, for every five people that walk by your booth, you'd hear the excuse, oh, I just spent $200 on autographs. I'm not into comic books. Yeah. Where here, it seems like almost everybody that's there has been for like either some comic books or artwork or something yeah. actually to our world. So as a creator for you, what is it like to come to a show like this where it is so comics focused? Oh, it's awesome just because of the knowledge of everybody that you approach. I mean, some of them at least are acclimated to comic books. They understand sequential art and they have at least some uh, basic interest in what you're actually promoting. Promoting. Whether it's just a print art or an actual book, they're not just there because they're into Doctor Who. Yeah. <laughs> do you feel like? Do you feel like being here and being surrounded by this energy? It's like filling you up creatively to like go back, get in front of the get in front of the computer, and start cranking stuff out again. Oh yeah, totally for sure. I'm ready to get back and work on the next book. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, that's really exciting, right? Just to be around so many people and two again. Everyone is so kind that. It's just icing on top of the cake that you get to hang out with people this talented and this gracious that 
you realize that, oh, if I could get to that level, that is, I need to remember that because that's the type of, that's the type of person that I want to be. I want to be, if I were ever given the opportunity to be in that place, I want to be able to give back the same way I've been given to. Oh, totally. The, the accessibility here to some of the more famous artists, people I grew up idolizing, like Art Adams, and yeah. actually stop for a little bit and just talk to him after we're at a line that was 10 miles long to get in with. Yeah. And that, that's pretty inspirational, knowing that everybody was there just for, you know, that experience. It's, it was awesome, for yeah. sure. But anyway, hey, thank you a lot. Absolutely. You helped out. You gave me the info that I needed. I got to see if I can get a few other people though to make some comments. Hey, yeah, have a great night. Thank you. All right. Anybody else here that I can get a little bit of sound bites from? Come on. Just a couple. Just a couple. Come on. At least uh, give me your name. My name is Erica Henderson. I'm an artist at uh, as many companies as I can get. So I'm just starting out, but awesome. So, what was your what was your main purpose for being at HeroesCon? Uh, mostly, like meet people, uh, find people who have read the work I've done so far, and talk to them, make some money. Uh, it's just a great place to talk to other creators because it's such a creator friendly convention. Right. It's. So many conventions like have a lot of TV people, a lot of other, yeah. a lot of other stuff. But this is entirely comics. It's that's what's so great about Heroes. That's been a main theme that we've heard from everybody, and one of the reasons we were excited about coming here. Uh, with that said, you know you've got Wizard World, Dragon Con, Heroes Con. How many conventions a year do you actually attend? Um, I do Heroes, Boston Comic Con, SPX. If I can get into it, New York, but it's a lottery, so it's iffy. And there's a couple, it's like a couple little local ones that I do, so like maybe five. One of the things that uh, that I've talked to a few other people about, about the difference between Heroes Con and like a Wizard World, like out in St. Louis, that's all we have is a Wizard World's like the big one that we get to go to, but it, it, for every one person that's there for comic books, the other... F- 10 don't even know what comic books are. They're there to see Doctor Who. They're there to get Matt Smith's autograph. They blow $500 on autographs, and by the time they get to your booth, they don't even know what comic books are, and they don't have money left to spend. Uh, would you say that that's an advantage that you have as Heroes Con as far as like sales go and, and pushing your artwork? It's definitely helps because if everyone's there for comics, they're open to hearing what you've done, seeing what else there is out there. If someone's just there for something else, they have no interest in comics. You're not. That's that's a huge percent of people that have taken up the space of that convention that have no interest in anything that you have done at all. Right. And, and real quick before I wrap this up, you mind dropping a couple names of your books so that we can plug them on the podcast? Sure. Um, I do Sunshine Poppy Girls for Monkey Brain Comics. I've done a little bit of Quantum Woody. Uh, I did the one-shot Johnny Bravo books about to come out soon by DW. Um, trying to think. I'm so tired right now. I haven't slept at all. I understand. I just did some stuff for a game that's coming out with AMC. I'm doing a lot of video game stuff because I came from video games. Okay. And... I decided to go freelance. I love comics more, really. Which is inspirational because my daughter, who's eight years old right now, already told me when she grows up she wants to be an artist because she wants to be a video game designer and a software developer. So when we hear of more females that are actually into that field, that's very inspirational for a lot of the girls that look in and go, oh, we thought that was a male-dominant industry. That girls are able to do it and do it just as well, if not better. I hear a lot of this, like, oh, comics are male-dominated industry, video games are male-dominated. Like... 
everything's a male-dominated industry. You can't be like, oh, there's a lot of guys there. That's like every industry. Exactly. So just just do what you want to do. Exactly. Just do it. Exactly. I'm very happy to hear that. Anyway, I've read some of your work. I just pretend to be uh, ignorant on it here so that I could hear you say it. But you've got awesome stuff. It's very good quality. Thank you very much for dropping us some lines. I wish you the best. Uh, it's a real pleasure to meet you, by the way. Yeah, and then real quick, if you could give a uh, a little blurb on Star Clipper and about how you met the guys from St. Louis and their comic book should be on the shelves at the St. Louis Star Clipper store. I'm playing, but you mind introducing yourself and just giving a little background on that? Oh, uh, my name is Brett White. I'm Matt's co-host on Matt and Brett Love Comics <laughs> podcast. Awesome. Yeah. And so... Uh, what, what exactly are you at Heroes Con for? Do you have a product today that you're pushing? Is it the podcast or just yeah, here we, for the experience? We just come here for to do our podcast. We also moderate some panels. That's about it. I mean, this is my third year coming, and I, like, I came here three years ago for an old job I used to have, and I just wanted to keep coming back because it was so much fun. Yeah. Uh, nice and low-key, like yeah. nice and chill. Not like New York Comic Con. <laughs> yeah, about how many conventions a year do you attend? Because I know you got like Wizard World, Dragon Con, Heroes Con. I only go, I go to Heroes Con and New York, New York Comic Con. Um, they just had special edition last week in, in New York, so I went to that. Um, usually at like two or three. I would like to go to San Diego more, but... Yeah. That's a, I can only go if someone's going to fly me there. <laughs> yeah. That's just a whole other monster. Yeah. Well, I, gotta, I guess we got to find some, you know, rich financial backer, and then we'll be able to go to <laughs> yeah. all the cons we want to go to. Right? As we can get that, then we're there. Drop yeah. all the money. You, you got anything you like to say? Uh, not really. Tell people where they can find you on the internet? Uh, oh, yeah, sure. Um, my name's Brandon Beck. I am uh, the director and co-writer of the web series My Racist Toaster, which is exactly what it sounds like. Uh, you can find those on YouTube, um, and hopefully you won't turn against us. Like, uh, we were super worried people were going to. But so far, no hate mail. <laughs> Perfect. Well, hey, best of luck to you guys and everything that you're doing. It was awesome meeting you. Our next guest is so intense that I actually felt the earth rumble beneath my feet in the Westin Hotel. And I knew that it wasn't just me swaying because I've had too much to drink. Because when that earth rumbled, brother, whiskey bottles and vodka bottles and vermouth bottles, they fell off the shelves. They fell and they crashed to the ground because it was so intense when I met this comic creator that the Westin Hotel could not contain the excitement that not only I felt, but that I knew the Show Me Comic Cast audience was going to feel just through the slight reverberations of this man's voice. His name? Do you want to know his name? Do you think you can handle his name? His name, brother and sisters, is Kyle Starks! Kyle Starks, did you notice the punctuation on that? Because it is such a shock. It is such a pounding to the system. You did not even believe that someone from the comic books world could pack such an impact. But yet, he remains Kyle Starks. He is here to bring you the legend of Ricky Thunder. What is the legend of Ricky Thunder, you might ask? Well, 
I don't want to upstage Kyle Starks by telling you what it is. Instead, I'm just going to continue to pump up this young man who continues to bring you comics like The Legend of Ricky Thunder, like Sex Castle. They're just going to blow your mind. So, if you are ready to have your mind blown through the back of your skull, just sit down, clutch your seat, clutch the arms of that recliner, Lay down on that sofa, that divan, whatever you are on, and prepare yourself. Whether you have to have your loved one chain you down or strap you down, whatever, so you don't get blown through the drywall and smash the two-by-fours that are load-bearing inside your house. Whatever you have to do, just prepare yourself, because here he is, the man, the myth, the legend, Kyle Starks. All right, so uh, right here we've got a uh, another creator here at Heroes Con. If you could, real quick, just uh, give us your name and then tell us what you were at Heroes Con for. All right, my name is Kyle Starks, and I'm at Heroes Con to sell comic books and graphic novels and whatnot. And, and for those of you that listen to the podcast, you know me. Some of you know me as Adam Raw whenever I'm wrestling. But uh, he, this guy's got the best. Uh, premise for a comic book ever. Go ahead and tell us about it. Alright, so Legend of Ricky Thunder is about a pro wrestler uh, who finds out that wrestling isn't real and his entire sort of reality is crumbling and right when he's at his worst part, like the lowest part, like uh, aliens come and they invade, but they see his world champion belt, so like by intergalactic law he gets to defend the Earth uh, to the alien invasion in one-on-one combat. So they bring the alien in and then there's basically like, I basically have like 70-page wrestling sequence. Yeah. Yeah. That's the gist of it. That's awesome. That's awesome. Like, uh, Teddy Roosevelt's in it. Oh, well, yeah. Purple, he used to wrestle. Yeah. So, well, <laughs> Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> that is awesome. Thanks. All right. Uh, we are back. We have been wrapped up and finished with day three at Heroes Con 2014 out in Charlotte, North Carolina. Actually, we're about. Um, it ended at 6 p.m. this evening, and it is, well, we just went through a time change, so it's about 11.30 at night, but we've actually been on the road for like six or seven hours already. Well, we stopped at Cookout to eat, and that's probably the best fast food restaurant that I've ever been to, because the prices are ridiculously cheap, and the food was actually pretty damn good. George is exactly right. Um, the food there was incredible, and the prices were awesome. But they didn't know what the hell a malt was. I had to explain it to them. There was a couple interesting things about their dialogue and how they refer things, which is neat about different towns and cities. You find out that, for example, in St. Louis, where we're from, we refer to, you know, the big city area as downtown, where in North Carolina they called it uptown. Um... Uptown John Belt Furry and all this weird oh, stuff. Um, no, I asked for a malt, and I said, "Do you get are these malt flavors?" And they said, "What's a malt?" I said, uh, "It's kind of like a shake." And they go, "Well, we don't have those, but we can put malt in it." I said, "That's what a malt is. <laughs> when you put malt in a shake." So interesting. Um, anyway, I uh, if I sound a little tired, it's because. Day three of Heroes Con 2014 was the busiest that we have ever had at any comic book convention that we have been to so far. This is no joke. 
We started at, well, we started a little bit after um, the con began at 11 p.m. A.M. Or A.M., I'm sorry. And I started drawing after we sold our first book at around 11.15, 11.20. And I did not stop the entire convention. For about seven straight hours, I was sketching with the marker and the books with seriously maybe one or two times that I actually got to get up, go to the restroom, come back and do more drawing. So for seven straight hours I was sketching, which means we were selling books the entire time that we were there. Dude, we were selling books like they were shakes with malt in them. <laughs> no, but seriously, it was uh, it was pretty awesome. I felt kind of useless with Sam doing all the sketching, but I was able to go get him uh, get him lunch, and then he was like, I don't like onions, and he threw pizza at my face. <laughs> no, but, uh, I mean, we were extremely busy all weekend. Uh, I guess if we had to pick the two days that were the busiest, it was Friday and it was Sunday, but that doesn't mean that Saturday was any slump. Saturday just probably had the longest lull of any day, which was like two hours, but, uh, Honestly, we, we spent almost the entire three-day weekend selling books. I mean, we sold a lot of them and made a lot of new fans. But one thing that we were we were very happy about and very proud of was uh, up until this point, the conventions that we've done and where we've sold at were, were still at home. It was still around, you know, the St. Louis area. And so because of that, a lot of the people that bought were people that we knew or they were wrestling fans or our, our, our work partners or clients or friends or family. Not to say that we haven't sold quite a few to people that we didn't know, but let's face it, in your hometown, you're connected to a lot of people. So a lot of the sales we made, you know, we sometimes get paranoid and, and wonder if it's like not necessarily a sympathy sale, but it's just somebody who goes, oh, I know you, so I bought this and I'll pretend I like it. And... Uh, considering the the number that that we sold out here in North Carolina, and we knew nobody, so I mean these weren't sympathy sales, these weren't friend sales, these were people that you know came, they listened to our pitch, they saw the value that we offered, and they thought it was worth it, and uh, I thought that that was awesome. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Also, what we noticed was uh, we were kind of hanging with the big dogs, so to speak. I mean, the the quality of some of the, I don't know, quote-unquote competition at the other cons we went to, we it was easy to stand out. But here at Heroes Con, man, three tables away from us in the same block was Mark Wade. Just like, you know, every time I looked over my shoulder, there he is, he's got a big long line, you know, and it was like that everywhere. There was big names and comics just, you know, mixed in with everybody else. And we had some really good artists to the left and, and the right of us selling some really good products. Yeah, if you're uh, if you, if you're somebody that's in the business or you just follow a lot of conventions, um, Heroes Con uh, has a reputation as being a a creator friendly convention. You know that that seems a lot more centered on comic books, and that's one of the reasons why Jordan uh, was was pretty particular about booking this one, and it it was completely true. But with that said. There were there were so many top level creators and artists that were there that it, it was not uncommon for you to be sitting next to somebody that maybe has an independent book that that's well known and then next to them is somebody that's been in the industry for years. Like like you said, Mark Wade was sitting two chairs down from us, and then directly across from our booth was uh, 
Matt Scalero from from Marvel and Image, and then next to him was Matt Fraction, and then next like on and on and on, and even the independent creators that were there around us were like, I mean, these were very very talented artists. So uh, again, with the level of competition that was there and the number of books that we sold, I mean, it it was pretty amazing. I think. Yeah, man, we had a great time, but we've got a long drive ahead of us, so I'm sure we'll do a recap episode. Uh, in addition to this, you know, on the road episode that we're going to condense later and uh, bring to you. So, uh, in fact, that might have to get split into a two-parter. But by the time you're hearing me talk about this, you already know if it was or wasn't. Because this is the very end of that series. So, on behalf of... Uh, yeah, let's just make Tim do the outro cause, since he didn't do any work on this trip. <laughs> so, on behalf of myself, Sam and Jordan, and all the people at Heroes Con. Thank you for listening. We're Show Me Comics. If you enjoy the show, subscribe on iTunes. Give us a rating and review. Check us out on Twitter, at Show Me Comics. On Facebook, Hafu Graphic Novel. Hafu Volume 1 is now available on Comixology for only $4.99. Or visit www.showmecomics and order your print copy today. All right, brother. Our next guest. Our next interview is super exciting because they are coming to you from two different worlds. That's right. If you travel across the galaxy, you're going to enter an interdimensional kind of connectivity thing like a wormhole. That was the dumbest thing I've ever said. I'm not going to do that.